7.30 on a Thursday. So I'm giving you guys an update. I went for my root canal yesterday, part of my root canal yesterday. I have to go back in two weeks. The doctor, or I'm sorry, the dentist specialist was concerned because as he was doing the procedure, I felt pressure and pain in the nerve. And I said to him, look, my teeth are sensitive. So no amount of Novocaine and numbing gel, even though from the first part, I didn't feel anything, but then he touched a nerve. And now he was concerned and he did a full face scan, CAT scan, face CAT scan. And then he showed me the results and I said, he doesn't see anything. He thought it was something else and it wasn't. So I said, okay, what a relief. But you know what I found out? Oh my God. And this is why, yes, it's good to have dental insurance, but they only cover for so much. The, the, the whole treatment alone, the whole root canal is a lot of money. And you think to yourself, now, wait a minute. What's the purpose of having dental insurance? They're only going to pay for 50%, and you have to pay for the other 50 My jaw dropped when I saw the price. I'm like, oh, my God. Then I think to myself, but I have to do this in order for them to save my tooth because I don't want to lose this tooth. And I'm hoping that when I go back in two weeks, they can save the tooth. So when I go to my own dentist, that tooth can have a crown on it. But the idea that when you go to a dentist or any type of a doctor, this is why I don't like doctors and dentists. They're out for your money. To them, it's a paycheck. To you, I have to figure out how much money from my own pocket to give them. And right now, my circumstances are not as positive as everybody else's. And I'm sure all of you have been out there where you think to yourself, how am I going to pay for this? But I, had, I gave them half of the payment. And the other half is due when I go back. But still, and on top of that, I have all these other bills. And I think to myself, this is why in certain parts of the world, everything's expensive. Why is that? Ask yourself this question. If you're a family and you're struggling, let's say, and you have children, for example, you have to think about them and their needs as well as let's find a way to survive in this world, to keep afloat, because if you don't, you're all going to drown. I think everything in this whole world is expensive. There should be some costs that could be minimized, especially when it comes for treatment of an illness. Now you think to yourself, back in the day when I had cancer 17 years ago, it was a little different. Yes, I was on insurance and I and it covered most of it and I covered maybe a small portion of it. Now everything's expensive. Why is everything so expensive? Even the cost of food is expensive. Is it because of what's going on with the stupid virus? That's what I'm thinking. Everything has a cost to it. Why is that? You know, let's take into consideration not everybody, quote, has money. Now even... And a lot of people will will probably disagree. Even the richest of the rich have money issues. And you think to yourself, what do you mean? Yeah, they have money. But they also have bills like everybody else. What do you think? Oh, they're living off the land here. Oh, look at me. I'm living high and mighty and I don't have a care in the world. No, they have problems too. Let's delve into that deeper. Doesn't matter if you're rich, middle class, poor, we all have the same problems. The only difference is the rich try to hide it. Because they make it say, oh, it's no big deal, I've got all of this money. Yeah, But you don't get it. 
It's not about the money. It's about surviving in this world. How do you get by? How do you stay afloat? There are times when you think to yourself, I can't do this anymore. And I, and I saw the price of the bill. I'm like, my God. And I say to myself, well, my teeth are important, so it's worth it. But it's very expensive. In this day and age, anywhere, not just here in this part of the world, anywhere in any part of the world, it's exp- everything that you come into contact with has a price tag attached to it. Why? Why is that so important in everyday life? In order for us to survive in this world, we have to we have to stay afloat. Yeah, wonderful. But you know, we're all we're missing out on what's really important in life. People. People are important, not money, not material things, but everything that has a cost to it. And for some of us that are trying to find a way to make that cost, it's very difficult. I looked around me when I was at the dentist's office and I saw how people are. You could tell the ones that are well-dressed, affluent, versus the ones that are normal, you know? And then you wouldn't think, now you can't put that kind of a, a label on a person. You know, everyone's like, can you tell if someone has money or not? Not really. I mean, you could look at me and think, yeah, I have money on me. I might, but I'm not going to let you know. I can say to you, I have some measure of money stashed away. See, I was like my father in the sense that my father didn't, you couldn't tell if he had money or not. Yeah, he had two jobs. He did. And he, and he kept us afloat. He kept us from drowning. That's basically what it came down to. But we didn't have to live, quote, the expensive life. Or, in other words, we lived comfortably. A lot of people think, what do you mean by that? Comfortably. Comfortable. In other words, yes, you had money, but that's not the only thing that mattered. People in your family matter. People. You know, you want to do right by them. You want to give them what you didn't have. And that's what my father did. He gave us the best, better than what he and my mother had gone through when they were children. Because their families were poor. See, when I do a podcast, I reflect on my own background and how I grew up and how I was brought up. And I think to myself, one day, if I have children of my own, I want them to understand. I want them to really understand what it's like to struggle, what it's like to do something. And at some point, you're going to fail along the way, which is okay. Failure is a sign of strength. Struggling is a sign of strength. A lot of people think it's not. I'm telling you, those two are signs of strength. There is, if tell me otherwise, if they aren't. There are people out there right now, as we're speaking, struggling to make ends meet. But again, you are gonna get your just rewards. This is the more times that you you know, you you slowly climb up that corporate ladder or whatever ladder you want to call it. I won't even call it corporate. Climb up the ladder, basically, to get to that top part. You have to struggle. You have to fail. That's the only way you can get up. If you tell me, well, I didn't need to struggle or fail because 
you know, I grew up privileged, so I had people helping me. Good for you. Not everybody has that. Even again, the richest of the rich have money problems. If you think they don't, really look at that. So say to yourself, what do you need to do to survive in this world? Seriously, what do you need to do to survive in this world? Other than making ends meet. Yes, I can have two, three, four jobs, but it's still not going to be complete. I look at it as we're going to pay our bills and then save up money. Always everybody should have some type of emergency fund because you never know what may happen. Life is unpredictable. Life is unpredictable. Life is cruel. Life is filled with pain. With everything that's going on, everyone thinks, oh, well, at some point down the line, we're going to be back to normal. Yeah, we are. We will be back to normal, but we're still struggling. See, that's the thing. Everything has a price tag in here, in this part, in this part, in every, in every part of the world, not just here. Now, a lot of people have the misconception that if you, if you live in the United States, you're automatically wealthy. No. Oh, no, 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 no. See, the town I lived in is divided. It's divided into like three different classes. And I think that's why you shouldn't label people as a class, okay? You've got upper middle class, lower middle class, and then just middle class. And then you think to yourself, well, which category do you fall into? Well, I'm not rich, but I'm not poor. I'm in the middle, but I'm still struggling. See what I'm talking about? So you can be, have a, have a roof over your head, have clothes on your back, have food in your stomach, but then you have to think, I have bills just like everybody else. I'm out there making a living just like everybody else. I'm doing all of that just like everybody else. But think about it this way. If you're rich, you're also, quote, struggling. Do you know a lot of people can't even get access to their own money? Think about that. When you have too much money, what do you do with it? Well, if you're smart, you can invest in it, into the stocks, stocks and bonds and, and, and that kind of thing, and then put it aside for retirement and for your future and for your family. That's a smart thing to do. But a lot of people who are rich don't do that. Why? Well, they figure, I have billions and billions of dollars, and I can take all of that money, and I can go out and spend it. Now, if you do that, you're not going to have, quote, a retirement fund, an emergency fund when it's needed. If you have children, what happens if they get ill? How are you going to pay for their medical bills? Yes, the cost of insurance is expensive. Even if you get it through a job, it's still expensive. Dental insurance, I have it on my own. I didn't get it through a job. I got it through on my own, but just looking at what they cover versus what you need to cover. It's not a lot. You think, well, maybe they'll cover at least 85% and you'll cover a small percentage. No, they only cover 50. 50% of any procedure that you do, whether it's an operation or like I said, in my case, a root canal, which I've never had in my life. First time I've had a root canal. I've had every other type of issues with my teeth. Root canal was not one of them. And growing up, I used to think, I don't, I'm never going to have that. But as you get older, you see that your teeth go through changes. And your mouth goes through changes. Right? I wore braces back in the day when I was in my, in junior high. Seventh grade, from seventh grade all the way through tenth grade. Didn't like it. I didn't want to even open up and say, smile. Because everyone called me metal mouth and train tracks. And I'm like, oh, please. 
Now they have clear braces. I wouldn't advise getting clear braces because you really got to keep them clean. You can't stain them. Certain things stain your braces. Certain things like that. So you say to yourself, well, in order for me to survive, and again, when you have children, and think about this, you're providing for their future, correct? So you're providing for their future. You have to show them the value of money. That you need to have money saved away in a savings account. It's like, okay, I'll give you an example. With my mother, my late mother, when it came to birthdays, she would give me money, whether it's in, a, in the form of a check or actual cash. Mostly it was in the form of a check. Here, buy yourself something. Or if you're smart, take that check and invest it or put it into a small savings account. Well, at the time I had a lot of credit card bills. I still have credit card bills, but I'm trying to find ways to have additional accounts where this money will be saved as an emergency because you never know when you may need to go back to it. Now, me, I'm persistent trying to find a job, which is not easy. You think, well, why is it so difficult in this day and age to establish a job? Again, the excuses from the employers or the, or the, yeah, the potential snobbish, stuck-up companies. Oh, you don't have enough experience. You don't have enough work experience. Or you don't have enough of a stable work history. Come on, I'm tired of hearing that. Give me a valid reason. My skills are not outdated. If they would give me a chance to prove myself, then maybe I wouldn't be having this issue. I am tired of having to prove myself to the world. Why should I have to do that? I know everything that I've ever learned in my lifetime. I retained it. Come on. That's why I thought to myself, if I do a podcast, because they say you can make money from a podcast, if all of you would support me out there, I would appreciate it. And I can be just as generous as the next person. I take half of that money and use it to help other people. That's basically what the goal is. Not to be selfish and greedy and make all this money and then what? You're living off of the hog? No, I don't want to do that. I do want to help other people that are less fortunate. But in order for me to do that, I need support. Now again, I was pleading to my LinkedIn contacts or anybody who would listen. I want to take this to another step. Instead of doing it from this type of a podcast where you just hear my voice, I want you to physically see me. Everything from my life story. Make it into a documentary first. Then from the documentary could be a made-for-TV movie. But I need a little help along the way. If anybody out there is listening to this podcast, I'm looking for someone who's talented in that sense. Someone who's tech-savvy, who knows what needs to be done. Because right now, it's very difficult right now. I wouldn't even know how to even operate equipment. I wouldn't even know who to ask. I don't have one single solitary friend in this part of the world. Isn't that sad? A young woman like myself should have a friend and I don't. Not one friend. And you ask yourself, was that by choice? No. It's just that I had bad luck with friends in the past. They were all toxic, so I got rid of them. I got rid of people that were toxic in my life, who tried to use me and betray me. And, and, and you know, it's just... Friends, who needs them, right? You ask yourself that question, do you really need a friend? Seriously, you can make it on your own two feet without the help of anybody, because in the end, they're not going to help you out. You have to help them. What do they do for you? Nothing. Nothing. 
they don't believe in helping out. They want you to sit there and listen to their problems and for you to help them out. But when it's your turn, they're not available. Does that, is that how friendship goes? Because I always thought, and my mother had drilled this into my head, if you help people over time, in, in return, they will help you. If, they, if you help them, they should be able to help you. It works both ways. Not, I help you and then you don't do anything for me. See, that's what I don't get. Am I doing something wrong? I must be. Now, I want to preach to anybody because, again, a lot of you probably are in a similar situation where you think you have a good friend and then you find out they're not so good after all. They're trying to hurt you, manipulate you, betray you, lie to you, deceive you. I mean, come on. That's not a friendship. And if that's the type of friend you have, you know what I say? Get rid of them. You don't need them. They're all just going to pull you down with them. They don't want anything from you but what you can give them. Usually in monetary sense. Friends don't do that to friends. Friends are supposed to help each other out through good and bad. Friends are supposed to support one another. Friends are supposed to be there just, just because... But of course, in my situation, my friends in the past weren't like that at all. They hurt me tremendously. That's why I stand alone in this world. Even if I try to make one friend, I don't trust you. I don't trust you at all. I don't know what your intentions are with me. I can tell you my deepest, darkest secret. We have a fight. You use that against me. It's it's happened in the past. And then Facebook. Now, Facebook is notorious. I've had falling out with people from Facebook. Is that by choice? No. It's just that when you have a conversation with someone or you put something up, they put the two cents and then it's like a back and forth shouting match. Please, people. I don't even, I'm not even on Facebook. Yeah, I may have an account and I may from time to time get on it just to see what's going on, but I hardly interact with anybody. I used to do it in the past, not anymore, will not do that anymore. Sorry. I just feel that in order for you to, quote, make it in this world, you got to stand on your own two feet. Basically, that's what it comes down to. Stand on your own two feet. Don't rely on anybody. They're not going to be there for you. Let's be honest here. Tell yourself, do you have, now, now if you say to me, oh, I grew up with someone, we were, we knew each other since we were, we were young, we went to school together, I know them very well, but do you really know someone? You don't. When it comes to friends, I avoid them like the plague. I don't trust anybody. I don't trust anyone. I try not to anyway. But anyway, I'm sorry for the way I'm presenting this particular episode. I just feel like everything in this world has a price tag to it and why why can't we live in a world that's priceless now I know you're going to say are you off your meds no I'm not but think about it everything has a cost to it everything 
Now, there are certain things that do not have a cost, like love. You cannot put a price tag on love, but people do that, though. People do that. And for what? Why? You want to buy someone's love? That's kind of like bribery, in a sense. You're buying someone's love. Why? Why, oh, why would you do that? Seriously, why? You know, when you think of all the things that are out there that bring joy and pleasure to people, all of a sudden, the price tag. We have to... There's a, there's a cost to everything, and there shouldn't be. Would you put a price tag on a person's life? No, you wouldn't. All of our lives are precious. All of our lives are priceless. Think of it in those terms. When I was going through my cancer, it was the furthest thing from my mind that a doctor would said to me, before we can treat you, we need you to pay up front. So in other words, my life's not important to you. The, the, you know, saving a life is not important. Just, oh, I'm looking at, and this is what doc, that's why doctors and everybody in the medical profession, when they see a potential patient, dollar signs. I told you that. I said that from uh, LinkedIn Live last September. And they said, really? When you look at it, when, when a doctor sees a potential patient walking in, it's a dollar sign for them. Dollar signs. In other words, they look at you as if you're, you have a price on you. How much money can I get out of this person? Think about that. I'm sorry to attack the doctors and, and anybody in the medical profession, but come on, now you know that I'm telling the truth here. Your, your job description, if I can remember this, is you have an oath to heal people to make them better. Not to all of a sudden, here, Give me the money before I can treat you. No. Treat me first, then we'll talk about payment. Treat me first, make me well, then we'll talk about payment. But see, yesterday when I was at the dentist and the nurse came in, or one of the, the receptionists or whatever came in, this is what you owe. I tell you, my jaw just dropped. I'm like, oh my, and I'm looking at the bill now, or copy it. I'm like, oh my God, why is everything so expensive? Why can't everything be, quote, priceless? But I guess for them to stay in business, yeah, they need those payments. <sighs> I mean, yes, money is important. Don't get me wrong. And you need to live on money and this and that. But think about it in these terms, though. What's more important in life? People. Can money buy, can money buy you happiness? No. Maybe for a little while. But money also tears people apart. When you've got too much of it, that's not good either. You're always fighting about money, and that's not good either. I mean, come on. What's there to fight about? I would rather be comfortable than to have all of this money, because when you have too much of it, what do you do with it? Again, if you were smart, you would invest it, have it in an emergency fund. Just have it, because you never know when a crisis may come up or some type of an issue. You know, like when people win the lottery for the first time and they're millionaires, what's the first thing they say they're going to do? I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to go traveling. But you know what? That money goes by quick. You don't realize how quick that money goes by. You could travel. You can get yourself a upgrade to a, from, from the house you're living in to a mansion, which I think is a little waste of, it's a waste of money, but you know. Or you can go out and buy all this frivolous stuff not thinking, well, oh, I have all of this other additional money left over. No, 
Depends on what you win in terms of a lottery. Now, some people over, go overboard. One person won 300 and something million. I'm like, well, that's a lot of money. Then you got to pay taxes on some of that money. I think when you're a millionaire, they get taxed extremely high. When it comes time for taxes, you think to yourself, I have it comfortable because I am, quote, middle class or lower middle class. When you're rich, the rich get taxed at a certain percentage. It's a lot of money to fork over. Yeah, they're living comfortably, but how do you know? Do you know a lot of people who are rich have problems? But you're not going to see that. They're not going to come out and tell you that. But it's a known fact. It's not just the people like ourselves, normal people. The very, very rich have that. They have problems with money. You know, and, and again, you think everybody who has money is happy? Come on, please. Go on Instagram. Do you see anybody who's extremely happy? No. They have their own issues and problems, but again, you're not going to see it. They're not going to come out and tell you. They're hiding it. Like, again, if I look at an example as my mother and father as a perfect example of the type of life they lived, I can't imagine living in those times and having to struggle, but they got, they made the best of it. They got through it. And again, my father was of the belief that, hey, look, life is tough, life is hard, but again, we're going to make the best of it. We have to, right? It's very important. We have to find a way to survive in this world. And he did. Yeah, he worked long and hard. See, my father scrimped and saved. He never went out to spend. He saved his money. Now, I can learn a lot from him. But when he passed away, everything that I had in terms of my own finances, yeah, I was working maybe two or three months after he passed away. I had my first job, and I helped out my mother when she was alive. I helped her with the house and the, and the bills. I did the grocery shopping and all the other stuff that needed to be done. And then I had my own bills. I had this credit card debt that I said I would never get into. And look what happened. I'm stuck with these credit cards. See, credit cards, I think, are poison. I'm sorry to say it. You just have one for an emergency, cut up the rest, make your payments, and then just live comfortably. Not have to worry about when am I going to get my next meal or will I be able to pay my next bill. All these questions will come at you. Even if you have money, you still got to be careful. Because money is just, I don't know, it's just, it could be the root of all evil. Could be. So anyway, I'm going to let you guys go because it's almost 10 o'clock. I need to eat something. This medication is really doing a number on my stomach. So I'm going to let everybody go with the word word to the wise here. Money's good to have, but there's a, there's a downside to it. When you have too much of it, it's not a good thing. And if you have a certain amount of money, again, keep it as an emergency fund. You, have, you should at least have six months of, of actual savings of that, that type of money because you never know what's going to happen. You can have uh, an illness or you're dealing with some type of a crisis, an emergency type of thing. You can, do, you can have any type of issue. You need to have money set aside. Don't go spending it because once you spend all that money, when it comes time for your bills, how are you going to pay it? So anyway, I'm going to let you guys go because it's, again, almost 10 o'clock. God bless all of you. Stay positive, stay focused, stay strong. Take care.